Hey friends, welcome to episode four of La Femme versus Nikita. I'm Alicia. And I'm Cynical Black Dude. And this week we are talking about episodes three of La Femme Nikita and episode three of Nikita. Cynical Black Dude, what did you think? Um, once again, still really, really, really enjoying La Femme Nikita. I feel like this one had a lot of like interesting tidbits in terms of character development and interesting things we're going to see in see how they develop later on in the season. Um, as for Nikita, still a really good episode, very much enjoyed it, but I do feel that we're slipping into like, you know, filler episode-ish status. Like all around good episode, but not as much like plot movement, more like, you know, this is the status quo, which I think the format for Nikita sustains that fairly well, that sometimes you just get an episode where this is the action, this is what's going on, just really let you settle in that like, this is where we're at. So all around good, but not as much plot movement or characterization movement as we got in La Femme Nikita. Yeah, I agree with that. La Femme Nikita still consistently shows how tight the writing is. That was, again, shown in this episode, I think. And then in comparison to Nikita, you know, the cast is bigger. They're following more storylines. And so it's a little bit easier to have a filler episode that seems a little bit like it's all over the place. I won't say that this one was all over the place. It wasn't. You could just finally see the different threads. Yeah. You know, going in their own little directions and eventually they'll come back together. But I think you've reached the point in Nikita where you start to differentiate a little bit between each each storyline. So La Femme Nikita, episode three is titled Simone. I totally thought that was a play or at least a nod to Point of No Return and her Nina Simone like fixation. Ooh, I didn't even make that connection, mostly because I tried to forget how they <laughs> abused <laughs> Nina, Nina Simone's Simone. <laughs> name and music in that film. But yeah, that it you know what? It could have been like an homage, even though the Simone this particular Simone yeah. has nothing to do with that. It could have been like a little wink, wink, you know? Yeah. Well, that's my thing is like, I had no idea. So I just saw the title and I was like, oh, well, really? Like, how are they going to work that in? And then I was like, oh, I was completely wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally off base. I'm going to try to work on saying Simone like Michael says Simone. No, I can't. I would just sound, I would sound ridiculous, but I, I might spend my life trying, you know, endeavoring to say anything with the intensity that Michael says things, even at a whisper. So. So this is a side note, and I think this is very important. I finally understood why this left from Nikita is so important to you. And I should have put it together so much, so, so much more time ago, like so far back. It's the angst. And (laughs) Michael is literally the epitome of angst. And we've had this talk about how much you love angst and how much you appreciate it. And then I looked at Michael and in this episode, it just all came together. I was like, this is, this is Alicia's holy grail. And like, yeah, I was like, I find it it just hit me. I I should have gotten it earlier, but it just, yeah, hit me right in the face. But there is this, okay, so we'll talk about when it really you know, comes to being in this episode. It was a very intense moment for me. Um, so this this episode starts with an impending plane crash. Gonna have so actually two, yeah, it was it was intense. Like, what do you think? Like, 
the music really got me like in there. Like I, I was, I was in it. Um, I do have to say that all of these planes flying through crap, crap. Sorry, my God. All of these planes flying through clouds. This entire episode, I was like, there has never been a plane flying in a clear sky. Like this is getting ridiculous. Like every plane is in a giant cloud bank. I was like, where are you all flying? Washington State. Yeah, That's... except they're supposed to be flying at like cruising altitude. That's above most air. Like it should you, be above some clouds. You need the clouds to add drama to the episode. You have I to. You can't have hoop flying in clear skies. That's not what this show is about. It's not about clear blue skies. I get it. I get it. Yeah, we have the uh, the cl- the clouds. We have the planes flying into each other, and we meet the villain. This guy. Yeah. We don't learn his name until later, but he is a character, as evidenced by his everything. His hair, which has not been washed in quite a while, like everything about him is greasy, and his clothes, his associates, it's very um, 90s villain grunge like the whole episode is super yeah super 90s like (laughs) yes i understand that the show takes place in the 90s but sometimes yeah like they they raise the level of of 90sness to it yeah there's a lot of episodes that are have a timeless feel where you can insert them in any time period and it's still the same this episode everything about this you were like oh okay that's right you're set in 1997 you were as 1997 as 1997 could ever be. Yes. And, yes. Like, yeah. And then the, uh, then the credits hit. And I wanted to say, I find these credits, I find the, the theme song so comforting. I feel like we haven't talked about the opening scene for Nikita. We just yeah. breeze, breeze right past that. And like our first talk, we just jump right into the episode. But I feel like we do need to actually go back and talk about this opening theme. I got to go look. I think I had notes and I skipped it on that first episode. Yeah. But yeah. Like the opening is... credits are great for this show. I they feel to me when I hear them, it's almost like that Law and Order, uh dun dun. Like it just it comforts me. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> something from my something from my childhood. It's just always been there. <laughs> See, you have an opposite because you used to watch it. Yeah. I saw it and the first time I saw it, I was like, that was my first mode of like, oh, this is the 90s. Like everything mm-hmm. about that, the visual intro, the music, like the dramatic posing and the face, everything. I was like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm back in the 90s now. Okay, okay. Yes. And it really, every time I watch it, I don't even skip it because it really sets me back into like, where, what mindset I need to be watching this? Like, okay, yes, I'm in 97. I'm here. Okay. Even outside of time-wise, I think the opening credit sequence really sets the tone period for the show just because of all of these images of Nikita that are getting pulled out of the episodes and just made into an opening credit sequence like you don't and there's like a couple of you know every every character gets one yeah but it's mostly just her face which is gorgeous to look at you know and you just get her emoting everywhere and it just pulls you in. You don't know. You don't know what's about to happen this episode, but it's about to be some shit. That's what you know. It's going to be serious. There might be some tears, and you know Michael's going to be there with tight pants on. So, <laughs> all you need. I have a lot Man. of wardrobe thoughts for this episode. 
But we'll get to those. We'll get to those. So after the credits <laughs> happened, we're in Nikita's apartment with her BFF, Carla. This is the first thing I noticed that I thought was really important. And it made, really made me understand one of the big differences between LFN and Nikita. This Nikita has hobbies and a regular social life that's completely separate from Division slash Section 1. And I really had to stop and think, like, does CW Nikita ever do anything that is not about that? Like, yeah, she has a relationship with Michael, but even all of their relationship development is all about Division. Like, right. this is this little mundane scene really show me the difference in perspective because she's just sitting at home like having a hobby like living a mundane life like enjoying something like and it was just something so like clearly that it's just for her where she's just you know doing some wire work making this crazy looking fish I think it was and like it just really hit me that like oh this is very different from other Nikita because even though this show is has much more angst I realize that it also has downtime versus CW Nikita is always just, we're going to, we're about the mission. This is the mission and we're going to do the mission. And I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. You know, they're at totally different places in their journey, you know, and the way that they got into their journeys or at least the organizations that they are working for are quite different. So I feel like for Nikita, it's for Nikita and LFN, it's a job. Whereas for Nikita on the CW, it was her entire life. There was, and it wasn't a good one. Yeah. There were no, you know, there were no, there was no downtime. There was no, you know, oh, I just have friends. <laughs> like I know a person who doesn't have to deal with a uh, section one slash division. I have yeah. hobbies. There's none of that. She's like, I'm on a mission and it's to take you guys down. There's no room yeah. for anything else. And because how could she? It would be too dangerous. Yeah. But to have like, other friends. Yeah. Other. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say other. Like, I'm like, other. Does she have friends? But yeah, considering. Yeah. I can. Well, I consider the people in the show her family more than her friends. Of course. You know? So yeah. that's probably why I said it like that. But. No, that totally makes sense. Because um, that's something else that I've been thinking about especially um, in this, which we'll touch on it, um, but the mentorship between Nikita and Alex, I forgot how much I was, I'm there for that. Yeah. And like, you know, we mentioned earlier in one of the uh, first episodes when I compared um, Nikita and Alex to Zena and Gabrielle, and you said you couldn't see it because you just don't see the romance between them. And I totally respect that. But like, what I mean is I love that mentor relationship. Like, where especially where Alex eventually developed to become a peer and it's something that um in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I felt like they really missed that beat in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Daisy and May like they had May really do the culmination of Daisy's training to really make her into an agent and they touched on it but then later on they kind of drifted away and I understand part of that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is having like it's always this two sex machina where you have to really like put May in the hospital or have her tied up or have something where she can't act or else she'll just totally be like, oh, I solved the problem because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a cowboy. Right. Yeah. So I understand that, but I always wanted to see more character beats between Daisy and May where, you know, you just see Daisy looking up to May as the as her real mentor because you don't want to give that credit to Ward. 
and I just wanted to see those character beats. And I realized that when I see them in Nikita, how much I appreciate them. Like, it's not a shipping thing, but it's just like, you know, it's a mentor, like in Karen and wanting to actually see someone do well. And I really like that. But yeah, let's get back to I agree. I agree with that assessment of their relationship. I, when I was watching this scene uh, with Carla and Nikita, it made me think of Alias, which I don't believe you've ever seen, no, right? No. So, you know, Alias is a spy show, uh, yeah. came after Fem Nikita, and Alias would have these moments where J.J. Abrams, he called it the Felicity moment because, you know, Felicity, the show (laughs) came first. And, you know, so he would have these Felicity moments within the world of the show. And watching this scene, I realized that they were not Felicity moments. It was this moment. Like the structure was so clearly, the structure of Alias was so clearly the Femme Nikita looking back without the, uh, you've been, you know, sentenced to death and you're going to work for a secret organization. She's still working for a secret organization, but she has friends on the outside and she has this incredibly dramatic life that she cannot tell anyone about. And there is a super intense uh, relationship that she has with someone who was her mentor slash handler. And I'm like, holy crap. So many of the beats are so similar to Lefem Nikita. I wondered about that because you told me about both shows. And before I watched them, I was like, these sound really similar. But you never talked about them the way like that before. And I always wondered, especially, you know, I think I tried watching Alias and then just fell off. But I've had that thought. So, yeah. They seem like just reading the synopsis that there has to be a lot of similarities and parallels. Yeah, and there are. That I just never really dug dug into. So that's what I was thinking about when Carla was over there talking about her boy problems. Um, she should dump that guy, whoever he is. I don't even remember what her issue was with him, but he's no, trash. He, he, he should go. He, he did her dirty. Like, I do remember because I'm terrible. I know. I'm sure he did her dirty. That's what I'm like. He should go. Yeah. It didn't even matter what he did. I assumed oh. he was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that she should, she should dump that dude. So then Nikita gets the call. Josephine, how is that? I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep working on it. So <laughs> she, you know, she gets her little phone call and it's time to go to work. And now we're in our workplace drama setting. Which I once see. again, operations meetings are always great. Let's have a sit down and discuss what's going on. What are we all going to do? Like team meeting. You know, yes. just like regular office it. drama. I like, dig it. I love this. I love this scene because there's a lot happening that isn't being said. Yeah. And so you get the briefing from operations. Okay, this guy is back. Glass Curtain is the name of this terrorist organization. And immediately Michael does something we haven't really seen him do, which is show an emotion. Yes. And I have that little line, like Michael acting out in meeting. Like it's a huge characterization for him. Like this is like, like that's how I knew this episode. I was like, oh, this is going to be a Michael characterization episode. Like, okay. And it made me like refocus in because. Exactly. Like you see Michael do like, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, we're having a moment. Yeah. Michael is in his feelings. We don't know yet about what, but he is in his feelings and more than in his feelings, he is expressing them outwardly in being borderline insubordinate during this meeting. 
So you, like you said, you know, whatever it is, it is serious. And Nikita is all of us in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Nikita's facial movements are like, yo, what is happening? Like we've all been, of course, not in this scenario, but we've all been in meetings where somebody is losing their shit with the boss. Like, (laughs) and you're like, oh, crap. Yes. And you just, you're like, try to backpedal away. It's like, I want to watch, but I don't want to be in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's super awkward for every single person involved. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes people got to get things off their chest. So Nikita is looking at Michael like she knows something is up and she can't, I will say you can't tell on her face just yet that she can't wait to find out. But Nikita is a very direct person. Uh, as I think we've only had three episodes, but she doesn't really beat around the bush when it comes to speaking her mind about, about anything. And it's like, you know, you're just going to have to deal with whatever, whatever she said. And if you don't like it, she's not saying cancel me, but (laughs) (laughs) deal with it, it, you know? So after Michael is finished acting out a little bit at the table, they get up operations is like you and Nikita are going to stay here yeah and run run it from here because you're too close and we're like ooh okay notice Nikita is taking forever to put her coat on <laughs> while all no, of this is want, happening everybody always wants to tea everybody always wants to tea and I I wanted the tea right then too. I yes. totally respect it. Yes, I would but, have done the same. Yeah, thing. I'd be like, man, where is the arm in this coat? Like, this like, is <laughs> how do jackets work? Um, so Michael and Operations are off in a corner, and Operations is like, you're too close to this, you know. And then they have their little meeting, yeah. very quiet meeting. Like I had to turn on the closed captioning so I could hear what yeah. was being said. So I had the same moment. Because I had to turn on my closed caption. I always had my closed caption on. And I see the dialogue and operations is telling Michael, like, I'll give you 10 seconds to convince me that, you know, you should be on this mission. But then the dialogue kind of cuts out and Michael doesn't actually give a good explanation. And operations like, sure, you can go. I changed my mind. And he switched the teams around. And I was like, how did Michael convince this man that he was not emotionally invested when he's yelling at him about, I'm not emotionally invested. And I was like, I don't think that argument is saying what you're trying to make it say, but neither here nor there. I just was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't let that guy on a mission. So what happens is operations says to Michael, look me in the eye and I will see if I trust you. And that's what the silent, that's what the silent moment was. He was like, look me in the eye and and I'll see if I trust you. So they have this moment where Michael is just staring at him and operations is looking deeply into Michael's beautiful eyes. And he is convinced that Michael can get the job done. I don't know what kind of look it was that Michael gave that man, but it was very powerful, apparently. I I did not believe him. I was like, "Mm, I don't think you... You need to work on your ability to read people because that was a bad decision. But I mean, we only saw it from the profile. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't soul know. Gaze. He's not you know? deep into a soul. Some people's yeah. eyes are magic, and I'm gonna guess that if anyone's eyes are magic, it's Michael's. So 
he operations is like cool i totally trust you i'm willing to put everything on on this gaze that we just had and you and nikita y'all are going into the field it's a good thing nikita took so long to take to put her jacket back on yeah because now she gets to go to michael um in the field so what do they do next they go to see burkoff right yeah yeah which i gotta get news i gotta get used to new slash old burkoff like i'm so used to cw nikita burkoff and like the mouthy nerd and shout it that yeah. like this low-key normal psychic like don't get me wrong he had a little bit of sash you know like someone wasn't paying attention in computer class but yeah, like hit right upside his head for the trouble yeah like, we don't got time for that but it's, it's not the same level of sass as uh you know as, as my burkoff and i know my burkoff isn't the og burkoff but i think this one i think this is actually gonna be the one that's gonna take a little more adjustment for me than the other yeah. one weirdly enough so then they figure out like they have to track down this guy because they're trying to get into the glass curtain right so then they go to like proto dave and busters i guess i put game works okay game works okay yeah it's old school well what i would like to speak about is what the hell was nikita wearing <laughs> she had on a shirling coat and like pvc pants and flip-flops with socks on what is happening i was so concerned about this outfit I, I actually had to rewind it so that I could look at it again, because if it's cold enough to wear a shirling, why would you be wearing flip-flops? Why? I don't, like, where, who does that? Not even in the 90s. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm trying to go back and put the episode so I can look at this again while you're telling me, just so I can really get the visual to enjoy. Oh, and there it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And I was like, wow, look at the 90s. Pray for us. Like it was, <laughs> it was a trying fashion-wise. It was a trying time for us all. I very clearly remember begging my aunt to get me from Burlington Coat Factory a pair of jeans, but they had leather on the front, cheetah print leather on the front. I was in the third grade wow. at the time. Yeah, I wanted those pants so desperately. There was nothing you could tell me about those pants. And when I got them, there was nothing you could tell me about myself. I just knew I was styling, man, with those. Like, it was basically chaps. Like, it was really awful. But that was the 90s. And there's Nikita expressing it for us all. Yeah, so, like, my sister and I, we work in the same office space. And I have a picture of her with these 90s gazelle glasses. And anytime she goes, oh, who's your sister? And I show him that picture. And every time she finds out, she just calls me and starts cursing at me. And it just, it warms the cockles of my heart to just remind her, like, this is what you were in the 90s. This was you. Don't, don't deny it. Just embrace it. Embrace the 90s. Uh, what a time. So, <laughs> so they're looking for this dude. They find him, like, doing computer stuff because they have special glasses to see uh, computer the, flashing red. The yeah. computer I, flashing red. Okay, I don't know. I'm not a computer I, person. Maybe. All I'm all I'm saying is at least they justified why they're wearing sunglasses in a game works. Because I was like, okay, at least you got a reason this time. Because they're wearing sunglasses all the time. At least this time, it's like okay. So like, yeah. Sunglasses into like the arcade. Cool people. Cool people yes. who wear flip flops with socks when it's cold outside. So. 
they take this guy into, you know, whatever made up interrogation space they have here that they were able to find to put this Hold guy on. in, right? Hold on. Before we get there, I want to talk about that whole chase scene almost gave me a seizure. Like that intermixing of music, like I have that note and I want to make sure we touch on it because that whole scene, I was like, yo, I'm so happy I haven't drank anything right now because like my eyes are like, I was like, that is a very interesting choice visually, but like that whole scene had me like turned upside down and I was like, like that is a very weird choice visually to represent this chasing game works or Dave and Busters or. Yeah. Oh, it's a rave. Everybody's high in there. Like, I mean, it's not a rave, but it feels yeah. like like that's what yeah. they were going for. That's the kind of energy that they were going for. Yeah. Uh, so they get this guy into this room. Here goes Michael. We, I mean, he already has like a reputation for how he likes to interrogate people, you know, and how he how he just likes to approach people in general who he's not fond of, like kicks to the chest and things like that. The crescent kick from the first episode. He slapped this man across his face with an open hand. It's the most disrespectful kind of hit that you can get, I feel. Yes. Like, you're not even worth a punch. Like, that's how through I am with you. You don't want to tell me, like, I already asked you once. I'm not going to ask you again. You're about to get this slap like a real housewife of... <laughs> wherever they are you know like he really slapped the shit out of that man and it was hilarious he told them what he could after michael pulled a gun on him yes which i was gonna say like michael was way over the top like even the kid was like oh shit he really gonna shoot this dude and it was the scene in bad boys remember in bad boys with um jojo i'm just gonna say no already i haven't seen bad boys in so long Oh my God. But with Jojo the Tired Man, when he pulls the gun on him and everybody, even Martin Lawrence, is like, oh, oh. And I feel like that was Nikita's moment. Like, that was Nikita's Martin Lawrence moment when she's like, oh, shit, he's really going to shoot this dude. And like that, like, oh, I thought we were joking, but no, he's really going to shoot this dude. And I feel like that's what sells it. Like, when even your partners are like, oh, you about to get shot. Like, I feel like as someone who's being interrogated, you can see that in the good partner's face and you realize, like, oh, this isn't part of the act. I'm really about to get shot. And I feel like that's what loosens up your tongue. You're like, oh, no, this isn't, like, good cop, bad cop. This is, he's really going to shoot me right now. Right. What do I, do? I would like to start creating a tally of what random pieces of pop culture you end up connecting to Nikita. I love it. I think it's great. I just, I just want to know. I'm just curious, like, how far can you go? Like, where, oh. where will you take us? <laughs> it is deep. I have these talks to my roommate and that's the only reason why he's my roommate is because he can keep up with these random like 17 step jumps that I make and everyone else just looks at me weird and I don't know how to explain it. And that's why I like this podcast because now everyone has to listen to me explain the connections on how I got there. <laughs> everyone else in real life, when I just make the immediately jump that takes 17 steps, they just look at me crazy and I'm like, ah, you're not going to listen to me explain. You're just going to judge me. Damn it. <laughs> Yes, that's why we made the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> so they get this information out of this guy, which is like they how they how they can meet Buddy from Glass Curtain, right? Yeah. And they decide, oh no, wait. So then they go off to the side, 
And Nikita's like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. And Michael says they killed Simone. And again, I, I feel so connected to Nikita in this episode, right? She's like, who is Simone? But it's the yeah. way she says it, like, why does that, like, it's not even that important. Whoever Simone could be, it, it's not that important, right? Who is Simone? And when Michael says, my wife, Nikita nearly swallows her tongue, <laughs> as did I, even though I, I already to- knew. <laughs> But like you said, in this episode, Nikita is us, because that's exactly what's like, what? <laughs> like, what words? Those words don't make sense coming out of your mouth in that order. Like, my wife, Simone, who is Michael? Michael is some, we don't know who Michael is. We really, really don't. Yo. All this that's... quiet thunder happening with him. So <laughs> we're all shocked. We are all shocked. And we go back to section one and now we go to the tai chi room i don't know what was going on with those people in the background doing tai chi while michael and nikita had this very intense conversation but uh you know kudos to them and then also the tai chi like started to fall apart at the end which was <laughs> like... <laughs> but i bet what happened was in the editing they were like this is gold, what we have here. So we're just going to have to deal with the, the Tai Chi falling apart in the background yeah. because this scene right here. Yes. So this is the other one I have notes on because like, I loved it. So one of my big pet peeves in uh, a lot of relationships in TV shows is a very unequal power dynamic where one character ca- clearly carries all of the burden or like all of the emotional responsibility in a relationship. In this case, you get to see Nikita be the emotional support for Michael while he's dealing with something. And I literally have it in there. It just completely readjusts the power dynamic, where even though he has authority over her in section one, they have a close enough relationship that he feels he can lean on her and rely on her emotionally and display this emotional vulnerability and that she's willing to be there and help him carry this and move on. And it just, that's why I felt that this episode was so significant because it totally makes you reevaluate their relationship and all of their interaction. Because here's a scene where instead of Nikita having this tough emotional decision about like, oh, do I want to go kill people or how do I protect my friend or I can't believe she betrayed me. It's Michael going through something deeply emotional and Nikita being able to be there for him and not just her being able to be there, but for Michael accepting and how important that is going forward for what their relationship is going to be. The fact that Michael recognizes that Nikita is a person that he can trust and come to and lean on for support when he's going through something completely just like moves their entire relationship forward a notch. And I'm really excited. Like I, that, this is the scene that made me so excited for this episode. Like just this redefining of the relationship. I don't think I can add anything to that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, you hit it. You hit it right on the nail. Like that scene it was this there's a lot happening in that scene dialogue wise whereas Nikita is asking Michael like Michael at first he doesn't want to talk about it right and she's like you can't just say you know they killed my wife and think that we're going to move on like we have to talk about this and Michael gives her the facts basically of what happened And Nikita is like, 
okay, yeah, you, those are the, she asks for more, basically. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I told you, you asked what happened and I told you. And she says, you gave me the facts. I want to know how you feel. Yeah. And, whoo. Yeah, like. That hit me. This is how you build a relationship, yes, right? Like <laughs> This is like, these are the building blocks. You are having a tough time and I'm going to take the time to ask if you are okay yeah. and to express that if you are not okay, that I am here for you to lean on. And even though Michael is reticent to share how he feels, you can see that there, were, there was emotion happening for him in that moment. We don't know yeah. if he would have said more or not because Walter comes in yeah. and like bursts the tension in that room, but it was heavy. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. heavy. And then Walter comes in and ruins it for all of us. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but you know, we needed to release the tension because yeah. we can't go yeah. through the whole episode yeah. at that level. Like, I we, can't, just, yeah. we wouldn't survive it. So yeah. I'd be drinking a lot more right now just talking about it. Like I'm already, you know, <laughs> can't can't do that. So but. then they um they go to <laughs> Nikita is about to infiltrate. And the way they find out about this is Walter tells them, oh, well, Operations believes that Nikita can play a disaffected youth better than you can, yeah, right? Which, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Like, Fair. But it sets up a parallel now because... That's, what I was, that's my next line. The fact, yeah. the idea that Michael made a bad call sending in his wife, who is an agent, into this same scenario and she got hurt. And now he's sending in Nikita where he's going to be making the calls. And yeah, like that is intense. Yeah. Like, and you can just see Michael just like this moment again. And like that, what if I do it again? And like that terror. But yeah. Oh. Then they go to catch a helicopter. And I'd like to take a, another fashion break because. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't I don't know if we did the 90s wrong or the 90s did us wrong. It's like a chicken and egg scenario. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I know that this outfit is atrocious, and I know that I probably own something exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of conflicting feelings about it. Like those blue, I'm going to say this, those blue Doc Martens, I'd wear those joints today. I would literally put those on my feet right now. But, you know, the rest of the suits and the colors, it's a whole thing. We don't have to get too deeply into it. It's a whole thing. So. Nikita catches this helicopter because they have to go through all this rigmarole to get into yeah. the glass curtain underground layer. Okay. And I have to say, I have so many problems with what goes on here. And my biggest one is that that helicopter pilot needs to go and punch everyone in the face and then quit. Because, like, the idea that Nikita might, yes, is totally trying to infiltrate this place in line. And you totally should question her and make sure she's not, you know, a super spy sneaking in. Obviously, you're not that good because she is and she did. But why the helicopter probably got to get it? Like, why didn't you ask her these questions before she got on the helicopter? That dude was just a lawyer working for you. Like, he thinks it's just Tuesday. Like, oh, you just need me to pick somebody up. Oh, no, I'm going to crash you at the sky because she, like, what did I do, dog? Like, I'm part of the team. Apparently, he's catch not, it. though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, apparently, he's not. Him and whoever the other was in the other aircraft. Yeah. They were using 
to potentially smash into him. Like, there's a lot of collateral damage. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, you could have just asked her these questions, like, while she was in the field with a gun pointed at her, be like, hey, you get this question wrong, I'm going to shoot you. And the helicopter was like, oh, that's fair. You know, at least you're not crashing back in the sky. But, like, I was like, you were just reckless with your team. Yeah, well, and, he is a terrorist, so yeah. not, the, not the greatest. And then two, they have all of this specific information about JB, like what he did to his middle school teacher and how he did it. Can't verify whether or not man or woman. Like, has no clue. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't, what, what? What? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it doesn't like, make sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you have entirely too much information about this person to not know, like, I was like, you know, trans the thing, but I was like, you should still recognize, like, didn't, isn't Nikita, like, a foot taller than that JB kid, <laughs> like, Especially like, if you know high school, I mean, middle school stuff. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're looking at school records. <laughs> yeah, like. You know, there probably was some information on there about that. So Nikita shows up at the lair. And I'd like to talk about DNA testing. Yo, I wish DNA testing was that bad. I <laughs> mean, so they get there. And one of the lackeys picks Nikita up and they go to walk into this building. And he pulls a hair follicle out of his head and places it against a like a a scanner, a like scanner, a scanner, like a fingerprint scanner, and it yeah. reads his DNA. And I'm like, that I hmm, that is not how DNA works, to my knowledge. I'm no scientist. Yeah. So we're just gonna go and leave it at no. That is in <laughs> fact not how DNA works, and just leave it from there. But I do understand why, because if they would have made it a fingerprint scanner, then that scene, instead of her pulling out of hair, she would have to cut off his finger, which I was like, the USA, that probably was the original script, and USA was like, you know what, let's not have us cutting off people's fingers and carrying it in our pocket for this episode, like, yeah. maybe we shouldn't do that, like, maybe we should Valid point, valid so point. I had the same thought, but then I was like, okay, I think once I backtracked it, I was like, USA, you know, they don't really know what cable TV is really doing right now, they were like, you know what? I don't think this is the thing we should do. Let's just make it a hair call today. Yeah. So she gets in and she meets Villain. And this guy has like gone from regular villain to uber eccentric villain. Like he was already eccentric, but he kicked up so many notches between the last time we saw him. Yeah. Like, which he's got a top hat now. (laughs) He's jumping off of things. He's speaking in an odd cadence it just it's a whole it's a whole entire look for this guy um he's doing a lot he's doing too much i don't like it <laughs> like yeah. i just it's just it's too it's too extra for me there's just no reason for all that i know you're an anarchist and etc but yeah doing too much and then he's treating his homegirl like shit because the new shiny nikita just showed up yes i had that line <laughs> like we totally have not talked about siobhan yet because Siobhan oh, was like oh, his number right. one. She had a name. Yeah, I had <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Siobhan was like his number one crowd number while she's doing her thing, making helicopters and planes crash and stuff. And Nikita shows up and you can see in Siobhan's face that Siobhan was like, oh, I'm going to shoot this. Like, you can see, <laughs> like, immediately, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to shoot this. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I did enjoy when Nikita walks off and Siobhan is like, I don't like her. And he goes, well, I don't like you. <laughs> like, 
wow, she was just your favorite yesterday. <laughs> he was so quick with it. Well, I don't like you. Whew, burn, yeah. burn. But he should have listened to Siobhan. Yeah. Should have listened yeah. to Siobhan. You know, yeah. so Nikita gets, she goes to her, her room um, where they have like bunk beds and whatnot. And <laughs> this dude that's been escorting her in, who used his hair follicles to get them into the building, he really thinks he's about to mack on Nikita. What? Yeah. And so you're just like, oh, this how, poor dude? dude? This poor how? Dude, like, like, you had no game. You haven't even shot your shot. Like, you just laid on bed and was like, come on. I was like, what? That's not even, that's not even game, dog. Like, what? What world is this? I don't know. I mean, I, I just, the confidence of this dude <laughs> to think that he just, was even in the, it was even in the realm of possibility. If Nikita were coming on to me, I'd be like, she clearly is a spy sh- and yeah. wants something for me. <laughs> You're like, man, what, what information do I right. have on me that I need to protect? Because this is like, yeah, that, that goes for both Nikita. I think that's all the Nikitas, actually. All when you the talk- Nikitas. Yes. Yeah, you're like, you're like mm, nah, nah. Like, I'm you're not- so far out of my li- We're not on the same planet. Yeah. We're not on the same planet. So I know something is up. So, yeah, but he really thinks he's about to hit it. And what happens is his head she gets hit, hit against yeah. um, the bed railing or whatever. He yeah. gets knocked the hell out. So now she's off. Oh, forgot an important, a very important part. As they're walking to the room, she yeah, hears, like, screaming. And Nikita's like, what is that? And this fool, why are you sharing this information? She just got here. He's like, oh, that's Simone, you know, government agent that you know, what's his name, got a few years back, you know, we keep her around just in case. Why are you telling her all of this? Yo, like, and so at first, I have to admit, I was like, why would you keep her around? And I'm like, I recognize now that having a government agent in your building is actually a really great thing. It's like, oh, we're going to blow the building up. It's like, hey, guys, you said you're going to blow it up. Here's a picture. Guess who we got in here right now? It's like, oh, so I totally respected and saluted that, like, keeping her alive in the building make sense but i'm like that is a serious problem like you just can't have like badass government agents just like all around because yeah what if they get loose <laughs> like that is that's, that's like keeping a tiger like well i mean they've been pretty effective at it they yeah they got it for years been, but... been locked up in there i just didn't like that this guy was sharing all this information but maybe that was a part of him shooting his shot he was trying to you know, show, show what off. he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the big yeah. guy in the lair, I guess. So maybe, maybe he did shoot a shot. We just missed it because it was so lame. But <laughs> he he tells her all this stuff, and so now Nikita is off in search of Simone. And man, they don't mess Simone up badly. Like so, they took her eyebrow. So I gotta say, that whole scene where Nikita is initially trying to talk to her, I thought it was gonna be a fake because they weren't showing Simone's face. She wasn't really talking back. And I was like, oh, man, that's a really good setup that they're faking Simone. Mm. This is something else entirely. And, you know, like, I was like, that's an even better move than actually keeping her alive. Having every once in a while we bring someone new in, have someone pretend to be Simone or something to suck it in. And then if they go and release her and try and save her, surprise, I'm on the other team. I got you. And I thought that was going to be the move they pulled. Uh, That would be a really interesting red herring, like, to set people up. That is a really cool idea. Not what they did, though. That was Simone for real. Yeah. And Nikita's like, you know, Michael is here. Uh, 
we're going to get you out of here. You know, she has a lot of compassion. Yeah. When she meets Simone in this moment. Yeah. So next we get to the um, Nikita sneaking out because now she's got Buddy's hair follicles. So now she can get in and out of this base. And so she sneaks out with nobody noticing, none the wiser. And she meets up with Michael and the team. And they're about to come in and assault this fortress. And I remember that she's trying to tell them, like, hey, they have a hostage. And here comes Operation. That's acceptable collateral. And you can see Nikita's face because she was trying so hard not to say that it's Simone. Because she's like, I don't want nobody to know. But then there's, like, acceptable collateral. She's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, she's a real friend. Yeah. Because the way she approached it was like, I think it was more than she didn't want to, she didn't want to tell Michael, she didn't want his business out there, but she didn't want to mess with his head going into this mission and was willing to just hold on to that bit of information. Like we have a hostage here, but when I love that, when operations was like collateral damage, also, I think he's a bit suspect in this all. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, did yeah. you know that Simone was alive this whole time? Like, there were just some things that yeah. made me question his knowledge because he was, once Nikita admits it's Simone, and I appreciate that she just hurried up and told him. Yes, like immediately. He didn't try to hold on to it until he got down or whatever. Yeah. And the operations, like, it could be a trap or whatever. And he had already, he'd previously told Michael something about like you know you don't know what you're gonna find there something super cryptic earlier in the episode that he said you don't know what you be careful what you might find there something like that i don't know it just seemed i don't remember that but that yeah that there were some suspect um things happening with operations this episode so yeah nikita tells him and then they meet down on the ground and well michael tells her meet me at the spot i'm gonna need you (laughs) <laughs> when I get down there, call back to the conversation they had before in the Tai Chi briefing, where she's like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now he's calling on that. I'm going to need you. And you could tell that this was something very different, that it was about the Simone aspect of it and not like we're on this mission. So yeah, I need yeah. you to be a part of the team. Is just a yeah. very, and it was only, he literally just said, I need you, but you could tell yeah, what this was really going to be about. And you know, like, yeah. that's what Michael can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just with a couple of whispered words. So then they land down, and did you notice, everybody else is wearing, like, full, like, tack gear and pants with pockets and stuff. Not Michael. Michael is wearing spandex. He did you notice it. that? I did yes. not, but, like, it, at this point, like, Michael is such Batman in my head that, like, yeah. I totally expect him in the middle of a gunfight to look like Neo in the Matrix with a big ass long coat and yes. just like flutter down out of the sky. Like that's exactly what I expect from Michael. Like, that's... like you're really the only man here wearing these tight ass spandex. And I mean, I'm here for it, but it was just so odd to see everybody else dressed <laughs> like for an assault and tag an assault. And he's like, I'm going to the club after this. I don't got time for y'all foolishness. He needs to be sleek, you know? So they meet up and the rest of the um the rest of the group like they all rush into the whatever like room yeah yeah what's going Which, on so they've set up a new situation where yeah. two more planes are going to crash into each other so here's my thing 
how did they know to hide when section one is coming in? Because I was like, to the best of my knowledge, never had any idea that Nikita was a traitor. Never figured it out. But as soon as she comes back with a team, they've all secretly hidden and scurried away. And you're like, what? I don't think it makes sense. I, like, I, I, I was really hoping in the midst of this podcast, you would give me an answer to nope. something I missed, even on two watches. Yeah. But I was like, what, what's going cool? Like, you guys just like, is it, is it lunch break? Did you guys like- Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I thought it, I missed it, something. Thank no, you. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. They just they just disappeared, and they have the plane countdown. And now Nikita is with Burkhoff's help, figuring out how to stop the two planes from and crashing I into love, each other. I love Nikita sitting down, working at a computer in the middle of a gunfight, just in the middle of the room in a chair, gunfight all around, ducking like, bullets, like. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like the guy from Prodigy is there shooting up the place with michael i don't know prodigy might be before your time cynical black dude um so i don't know what the hell that was that's a band <laughs> they were a band uh look them up and when you see the lead singer who i i think the lead singer passed away a few years ago um you will see that yes that man was in this episode his doppelganger was in this episode <laughs> so yeah. They're doing the gunfight. Nikita stops the planes from crashing. And then Nikita and Michael are off to find Simone. They rush to the place. And it's like this really intense reunion where she is afraid. You know, of course, she's been traumatized for three years. And he's trying to, like, connect with her. Simone, it's going to be okay. So on and so forth. Nikita runs into the scene midway through, actually, while he and Simone are reconnecting, and she stops and turns around and takes her hat off. Which, which respect, it's like, yo, yes. this is an emotional moment. I'm not trying to run up in here. Like, it's yes. a good fight, but you know what? I got, take your time, dog. I got you. Yes, I appreciate that, that touch right there. So she turns around so that they can have um, time, and then she... After a while, she's like, hey, you know, we got to find this guy, so on and yeah. so forth. Simone's eyes get big because somebody is coming behind Nikita, right? So Nikita turns around and shoots this guy. And she's like looking at this guy on the ground. And then they get Simone out of there and they drop Simone off. And Michael is so like sweet and tender with her. Just stay oh. here. Don't move <sighs> back. Stay here. Stay here. And then they go off to find this guy. And Michael is like, he is mine. <laughs> yeah. Respect. He means like that. that from the bottom of his soul. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Like, respect. Like, I totally understand that moment where you're like, oh, oh, we like, just like I said with JoJo the Tire Man, you look at somebody you're like, oh, this man is definitely going to shoot me. Like, that's how, which, I wish we could have got that moment because instead of what we get, like what do we get? Just, <sighs> we get Simone, get sent them in the wrong direction on where Buddy is, gets him herself behind a locked, super dense door that they can't get into, and is gonna blow up the building with herself. Which first off, since when do builders really have self-destructs? Like I really thought Elephant was better than that, but I feel like I'm watching an episode of Kim Possible where every base has a self-destruct button. I was like, what? You don't know Glass Curtain. You don't know their life. You don't know what they've been doing, what they up to. But two, and most importantly, I was like, yo, if you wanted to kill him, 
I'm guaranteed Michael would totally let you kill this man. Like, without a doubt. Like, Michael would be like, hold his head and let you shoot him and, like, give you the double thumbs up. So I just felt like I understand why. I understand that they can't have Simone stay in the show and be a character. Like, it's not where they want to go and not where they're going to go with the relationship between Michael and Nikita. But having her choose to go out that way doesn't make sense to me at all. Unless for the past three years, Simone has been saying to herself, if I get a chance, I am taking this whole fucking building down. (sighs) As they tortured her day in and day out. And she's like a broken person. And so she like, she can't just turn rational thought back on. Yeah. So I think it's, it, it doesn't make the greatest sense. No, but from a rational place, but I'm not, I'm not mad at at this, at the way they did it. Like, I know it's to service the show as a whole, but I don't think it's so far off the realm of possibility that like, I'm just going to, cause you have people who are of sound mind and body who are like, I'm blowing this whole shit down with everybody in it. Cause I'm mad. <laughs> like, I get it. But then like, it's the same place I come from with, you know, a division agent. Like I don't expect that from them. And I'm willing to accept that if they would have put in the work, if they would have gave a little bit more to Simone to like have her muttering something like, if I ever get free, like, you know, give me something. That's too to much, though. Like, subtlety is a thing. You don't need to, you don't need to literally say the words all the time. Maybe not say the words, but just give me something. Like, she doesn't say anything. Like, she doesn't give you anything, like, about where she's, like, she's been hurt. But nothing about, She like, says, this is you. the only way. Yeah. I wonder what that means and if it will resurface later on. And I'm saying that genuinely because I tr- it's been so long. Yeah. I really don't remember if yeah. this is the end of Glass Curtain or not in this in this series. I hope not. Because if they give me something later on, it would make this death more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Than it is. Because no matter, like, I get where you're coming from about what could have been her motivation. I just don't see it. And like, it just feels like, feels a little disingenuous to me. So I'd actually like to have something in a later episode that really harkens back and ties this up a little bit better. Yeah. Because right now, all I'm doing is just I'm feeling heartsick for Michael. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's what they want us to feel. Yo, that's what like, they want us to feel. Because Michael just found Simone again, and now it's bye bye. And he tried his best to like see if he can get her out of that room, and Nikita had to pull him away. Yeah. And, oh. you know, shown her true colors in this episode as, like, a ride-or-die friend. And yeah. they get out of that building. Michael calls the retreat. And then they go back to uh, Section 1. And Walter tells Nikita that Simone was taken three years ago. And that Michael had completely shut down until Nikita came into the picture. And since we know that she has been, she was in training for two years. So that puts it around like a year, right? After this all happened, that Nikita and Michael sort of get introduced. And it kind of explains his behavior, especially at the beginning. I mean, we're still at the beginning of the series, but, you know, the first episode takes, it goes across a very large time span, you know? And so it really explains like his moodiness. Of course, I'm not saying that the death of his wife, but 
created this angsty version of Michael. It was already yeah, was, there. Yeah. But like, Michael's it, Michael. Right. But this certainly, I'm sure, like exacerbated it. And it's like as he gets to know Nikita, sort of the layers start to peel away a bit. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I'm, I think I need a little more of the show because this episode is the only part where we are trying to like, or at least for me, to re, I don't know what word I'm trying to use, but like redesignate the direction and how I see Michael. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, you've got a lot more history with who he is and like how this episode really changes it. So like, I'm still kind of waiting to see where it goes from here. Cause right now all I've gotten is the trauma. Right. And so now I have to see where it settles now, but it does like, I guess, if you're asking, like, why does he connect with Nikita? That makes sense. Like, he connects with Nikita after losing his wife, and she's the first person that he makes connection with after being so isolated. And that would explain some of my earlier questions. Like, why is he want to go to the map first so hard? If she's the first person that he's, like, you know, had any kind of connection with all of a sudden, then why he's willing to, like, put himself on the line to protect her makes a lot more sense. Mm. If she's the first person that he's, like, you know, formed any kind of like emotional connection to losing her would be fucking like you would you wouldn't have any more like right this is yeah so then Nikita and Michael meet in the hallway and he thanks her for helping him with the Simone situation and he says if it weren't for division none of us would be here you know, none of us yeah. would be alive, right? So yeah. who is he to feel cheated? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like the fact that he got any chance or any time with her. And here we go. We're going to go to another media reference. This one, no one's going to have any idea about unless it's science fiction. But um, Brandon Sanderson has a series called um, Mistborn. And in it, the main character starts dating this guy, but they towards the end of like the middle book of the trilogy he almost died and in the last book this is a spoiler but i figure if you if you want to know Mistborn spoiler stop now but in the last book they are literally fighting against a god and he has to make the decision to die and the evil god tries to like use that to break her and she has this same moment where she's like what are you talking about like he should have died a year and a half ago Everything we've had since then has just been beautiful. And it's something I felt like I never deserved. And if this is how we're going to end, then so be it. And like that understanding that being able to appreciate what you have, even though you want more, but still being able to understand and cherish what you were able to get and make that acceptance is like, that's like on the path of Nirvana or something. Like to be able to make that distinction, even in the midst of your remorse, to still find and understand that there was some happiness and you can still take satisfaction in that, even in the depth of that sadness. Like that's some serious stuff right there. Like to be able to make that understanding. And like, that's what I got from Michael, like where this whole idea that I never even should have had a chance to meet her. I was right. dead the, the moment before division ever picked me up, but I had this chance to meet her and to love her and to be married with her. And while I'm sad that we didn't get more, like, who am I to ask for more than this? Like, I got this. This is more than some people ever get. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then Nikita is like, hey, 
in the sweetest way, do you want to go get some coffee? And Michael says yes. Yes. And then Elisha's heart fell apart. It was just so sweet and so absent of not obligation, but I'm not sure what the word is I'm looking for. Like they only needed in that moment companionship. Yeah. And like, that's the other thing I really like about their relationship now is that there's no sexual tension. Like it's just, we are friends and you're my friend going through something and I'm your friend and I'm going to be here for you. That's what I'm here for. And like, I like that. And we've had this talk before about other shows where like they can't maintain a man, woman friendship. And like, I don't know what's going to happen between them later. You drop hints. But like right now, they're friends. And like, she's not like, you know, some crazy person trying to swoop in on him while he's emotionally hurt. She's someone who's his friend who recognized that he's hurt and she's just going to be his friend. And it's done so well, like without all of this extraneous like complications on like the interactions between them. And it's just this entire episode has just been, she's been a real good friend. And like, you just don't see that that well on TV, like where it's just, I'm your friend and you're going through a hard time. And I'm, I know how to be a good friend. I'm not a total trash person. I know how to be a good friend. Right. Even in this crazy situation. I don't like, see, I'm not secretly in love with you. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, in on TV, all male female relationships, somebody is always secretly in love with the other person. Yes. Like men and women uh, can't be friends, which yeah. we know is false. So yeah. then Nikita goes home and we get another Carla moment. And Carla is just like, so why can't you? ever tell me what happens when the phone rings yo oh and it's such a good moment and i'm so scared for carla now because it feels like she's starting to know too much and it like that scene made me so scared for her like asking too many questions yeah and like too many questions and like it's just like oh you're too smart for your own good damn carla i was so you were such a good friend like you was oh and I can't be mad at Carla because I am Carla. Yeah, like I would ask that regard. question too. I would, I, I'm always going to ask that question. Like, yo, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I Which, just, I care. Yeah. I need to know what, you know, like, you in trouble? Worst, what's happening? The worst part is it's just what we're talking about. She's just being a good friend. Right. She, like, in that case, it's not even being nosy. Because, like, as soon as Nikita hears Josephine, like, her whole face and demeanor just changes. And if you're a friend... And, and she leaves. Friend, yeah. If you see your friend react like that to a phone call, asking questions is not being nosy. It's like, oh, my God, my friend needs help. Right. How do I help them? Right. Like, because... Uh-huh. And then Nikita uh-huh. just tells her, which I think is a solid explanation without telling her anything, which yeah. is that I made some promises to keep some things confidential. That, I feel like, is a reasonable explanation that yeah. feels like nothing is wrong. I just can't tell you. We just yeah. can't talk about it. Yeah. And I, that's fair. You know, yeah. instead of trying to, like, come up with some crazy story. But, like, that's one of the things I actually like about Nikita so far is it really cuts down on the nonsensical bullshit. Like, we've had this talk about other shows about adult decisions and adult conversations and how we get there. And how sometimes they just introduce conflict for dumbass reasons, for dumbass lies. And you don't see that in Nikita. Like, perfect example. 
last episode, soon as Nikita realized that Michael knew something was up about her homegirl, that she must have, that she ran into somebody on that mission, that she ran into her friend, and she knew she was busted, she just came clean because she was like, oh, this isn't a sustainable lie. Right. And like, this is another one of those moments where she just like recognizes like shit and she makes the real life choice, not the typical TV choice. And sometimes that's so satisfying in TV where yeah. like the decision they make, you're like, I can completely understand and see this. And if this has consequences, I feel those consequences are more genuine and I can connect with them. And it kind of pulls you into an episode or TV or whatever media you're enjoying more because you understand where we're going and how we got to. And then Carla is, you know, she's like, okay, basically. Yeah. And then they have their nice friend moment. Yeah. And it's really like sweet and comfortable. And they seem genuinely like friends. Yeah. And it's yeah. so important. And I actually did not realize until you brought it up earlier how isolated Nikita from CW is and how you yeah. never see these scenes with her you do see scenes with her that are I don't know I, I want to say maybe have a bit of levity yeah but, but it's not the it's same not yeah it's not the same sort of carefreeness that Nikita yeah. or OG Nikita gets to have yeah. and that's the that's the feeling that it ends the episode on which I feel like is foreboding <laughs> yeah yeah, we've been watching too much Joss Whedon and stuff like that. We know happiness doesn't last. You know, I but, feel like that's a very foreboding place to end it. But before we wrap up the episode, there was something that we touched on that I feel is actually very significant in the overarching comparison between LFN and Nikita, which is Michael's comments, which lead me to believe that he was also a recruit who was pulled off death row, which is very different from Michael and Nikita. Mm-hmm. And like, it just really puts him in an entirely different headspace and how he engages with the recruit. Because that I, I made a note about it because it also totally makes more sense why he would be more willing to endanger himself to protect recruit because that's where he came from. Right. And if you can come from recruit to make it up to the level where he's at, it's entirely different versus Michael and C.W. Nikita, where he came from an entirely different agency and he trains recruits, but he's never been them. He's never been in that place. And it's just an entirely different headspace and how you connect with them is so entirely different. And I think that makes for an entirely different Michael. Like, and it makes sense now why they're so different, or at least it gives a very good reason. And I kind of want to see where that goes because I thought that was really interesting. Like that's such a big difference in their characters and their motivations and who they are that, yeah, like those two could never be the same person now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm so excited to continue watching this show. It's so weird. This 20-something-year-old show. Uh, like, I'm su- I wish I could watch all of the episodes. We say this every week. I but I really do wish that I could just binge all of this and just get it done with because I just want to know everything again. Yes, and that's what it's, it's, it's slowly killing me. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like, so, the only thing, only thing that makes it better is that we're doing two shows at once. It's really, it's like, you know. Right. And, then, and yeah. we watch them twice <laughs> yeah yeah like i'm gonna know this show inside and out by the time i'm done like yes yeah. we will be experts on all things nikita when this when this podcast is finished so all right that was part one now we are on to episode three of nikita cw nikita called kill jill yeah 
So an homage, you know. So we kind of touched on this, we kind of touched on this at the beginning, which is great episode, but doesn't do as much to move the plot along as season one, episode three of OG Nikita. Yeah. So this was good. Like thought it was great. It did touch on a couple plot points, which we'll get to, but not as much of not as much cart character building and a plot establishment as we got in Elephant. But before we started the podcast, I think we touched on why, which is that CW Nikita has such a much more sprawling cast that their filler episodes aren't necessarily filler. They're just development for some of these other characters. And so that's what we kind of get in this. Like, we yeah. see a little more Burkhoff. We see some more Amanda in Burkhoff, which is great. Um, we see Percy, Percy doing some business. And we get a little more Michael, Alex, Tom, and fucking Jaden. Always Jaden. I think we end up doing the most character building for Division itself. Yeah. Right? Just, like, letting you know. Well, not more character building so much as cementing that yeah. they really are bad guys with yeah. what they're doing in this episode. So we open up with um, reporter Jill, who is meeting up with an editor. And she's like, I got a scoop, you know, um, the plane that crashed, there's some wonky going on there. There were like guys coming down in helicopters dressed all in black, you know, that's bad. And he entertains her for a bit until he gets shot. Yeah. And that shocked me. I should have known that that was coming because I've seen not even that not not even to say I've seen this episode. I've seen this but, moment yeah. before, right? Yeah. But even so, it's like oh, as if I did not expect. I really did not expect it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Poor editor guy. Division is already there. Yep, yep. Which is important because as much as you hate Division, they're pretty damn good at their job. And if you had anything less than Nikita against them, they would still be on top. Yeah. Like, because if Nikita's not there, they're damn good at what they're doing. Like, nobody knows. They just show up, stuff disappears, people disappear. They're like, what happened to John? I don't even, what did happen well, to John? They might just be like, who is John? Yeah, actually. You know? So I like that we start the episode with Division already cleaning up their mess. Yeah. Um, we don't exactly know what the mess is yet, but they show up, kill Editor Dude, and put her prints on the gun and tell her, well, you shot this guy, and that's what everybody's going to know unless you give us the video. Somebody's always wanting some kind of video or something. The MacGuffin. Like, you know. I just called him the MacGuffin in my head because I was yeah. like, it doesn't matter. It's it the really doesn't. So they want the video. They, like, give her the sleep drug, whatever it is. that What is it when people put it on their face to make them pass oh, out? Oh, yeah, chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Right, chloroform. Yeah. So they give her the chloroform and stuff her in the back of this van and they take off thinking that their plan is working yep and And then yo it's like the most badass mofo to be a badass mofo here is nikita with a shotgun and like with the badass long court i was like yo omar little ain't got nothing on nikita i just love that i love this particular difference in in nikita's and not that one is better than the other. I, I love how they each portray their badassness. Like for OG Nikita, she's not showing off. Yeah. Right? She's just competent and she does her job. Yeah. And she's still, you know, she's very good at it. 
and it's still early on, but she grows to be, you know, excel at it. And, but this Nikita, she's flashy. Like she knows she's a badass. Yeah. And is happy to show you and tell you. <laughs> yes. But like, and I feel like that's important because like with OG Nikita, she still works for section one and she has a team. She has resources. She has fallbacks. CW Nikita is by herself. Her only other partner is embedded deep undercover and can't do anything for her in the field. So the only thing CW Nikita has when she goes into like firefights, crazy situations is me and my bad ass. Right. And it turns out that's all she needs. Every it's time. Enough. Every time it is enough. Uh, and I love that she is so confident about yeah. it and so that's flashy it. with it. Like yes. I appreciate that <laughs> level of bad assness and and i like seeing her be so showy about it and like yeah and then it's something that you lose in a lot of like other books and other types of media where a character who's badass just doesn't ever get the respect i love the fact that everybody like percy is playing games not showing the respect but michael as soon as he was like oh man the kid is after us we got to reevaluate our game plan for the next like 10-year plan we gotta and percy no she's nothing and michael just like, the first time when Percy gave that, like, disregard to Nikita and Michael looked to him was like, are you serious right now? And now Percy's figuring it out. He was like, yo, he should have been serious right now. Because yeah. it turns out that, yeah. yes, you need to respect everything that she said. I'm going to burn your division to the ground. And, yeah, she's doing pretty good at it by herself. Actually, I think we jumped around on this a little bit and how it opened up. Because Nikita only found out to go save Jill because of Alex. So we actually started off with Alex on the treadmill and the flashback. The flashback, yeah, the flashback to Nikita teaching Alex and explaining to her about the layout of division and how everything goes and giving her the talk that while the training room is right under the operations and there's a glass there, but you just can't walk up to it. And I have in my notes, once again, damn Jaden. So Alex decides she needs to go into, be able to see an operation. So what does she go do? Goes and starts poking the bear. Goes and talks trash to Jaden. Like, hey, let's bar. And starts to fight. And lets Jaden wail on her just so she can have her face right up against the window to be able to give Nikita the information to get to where we're at now. And so... Can we talk about Alex's vision and how she was able to see everything so clearly from a distance, like through <laughs> tinted glass? Tint, yeah, I mean, it was really impressive. She's was, got 2010 vision. Don't worry about I, it. Just, I, no no question. 10 Like, it was really, it was really impressive. So, yeah, she does. That's how she gets the information. Um, and during that flashback scene, and Nikita is explaining to her what the difficulties are, and she's and Alex yeah. is like catching on, and Nikita tells her, "Oh, gold star, important." Yes. <laughs> Which and so that comes other, up later in the episode again. So, other thing is that this is what I was talking about. This scene in the flashback is what I was initially talking about when we we're talking about OG Nikita, which is the mentorship, and like I realized how much I enjoy that, like actually having these moments where Nikita is coaching Alex, because it's different than bringing Alex back and getting her off her drug addiction. But like, 
giving Alex a purpose and teaching her how to do it and watching Alex excel at division just goes to show that Nikita was like, I had you for a year. I can teach you how to pass division like nothing. Right. And it's, it's, it's a gold star to Nikita for her teaching, but it's also to Alex that like Alex went from being like, you know, a methed out, like crazy person to, oh, you've given me a purpose and you're actually helping me. And like how that willingness to mentor her has given her a purpose and she's excelled at it because here she is on the fly realizing like, you know, Burkoff comes and feeds the line to give her, let her know that something's going on. And just on the fly from the treadmill, she's like, I can figure out how to get this information. And it's just like, it's satisfying to know, like, yeah, that gold star moment really comes around through this episode to see that Alex is capable and can do this. And it's really nice. Yeah, it really is. Then we get um, Percy coming to be Percy. He is going to meet the buddy that owns the airline that crashed, in which our reporter friend Jill you know, is looking to sell this story about people in black dropping from helicopters. So Percy goes to the airline CEO guy and he's, you know, they're talking about their deal. They're helping each other out. And by helping, I mean, airline guy is paying Percy a shit ton of money. money. Yeah. Yeah. And Percy is cleaning up his mess. Right. Yeah. And Percy threatens this guy, like, you know, you got a leak in your house. Yeah. And I love that this guy's so confident was like, uh, no, check your own house. Yeah. And then Percy yeah. had to take a moment. And he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because problem because confidence is good. And like that dude was so confident that Percy had to be like, shit, like he is real confident. Like he's like, you know, you're super black ops spies. And he's like, I, and that's what I feel like it was is that he tells a head of a black ops covert espionage organization that no, my guys are not messing up. And that comes with like this little bit of like, you can go and look into it and I am confident it's not coming from us. And then Percy has to be like, well, shit, <laughs> do we fuck up? But and, if, he think, if he really thinks about it, like they've been messing up for a while yeah. because of Nikita. Yeah. Where is she getting her information from? And yeah. I think that's what, along with this guy's the confident way, he was yeah. like, it's not me. Uh Percy really had to take a moment and think about, well, maybe it is me because there are some things that's starting to add up maybe in his brain. Yeah. Then we get to Nikita at her beautiful place. And God, it's amazing. Jill except is like, the cot. Except the cot. Jill is waking up from her slumber and Nikita is so casually blowing this woman's mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> Before we even get to that, when when Jill wakes up scared and Nikita's reassurances, if I wanted to hurt you, we would already been, we would already right. done that. You would have been that already. Like, you don't have to worry about that. I'm just trying to give you some tea. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, just casually like, so yeah, you're researching secrets, this and secret that. And this part is true. This part is true. You're kind of on the right track with this, but this part is totally wrong. And yeah, yeah cause I used to be one of them. And, mom, <laughs> and poor Jill just woke up from having her uh, editor friend shot and being um, kidnapped, yeah. kidnapped and drugged. And Nikita's like just super casually dropping all this knowledge on her. Which actually, I didn't even think about that because you have to remember, she got drugged. So she has no idea who Nikita is. She just wakes up in some strange, beautiful apartment with some gorgeous woman handing her coffee. You're like, what the fuck? Right, <laughs> like, right. 
Right. Just go back to sleep because it's a dream. You know, that's what I would do. I'd be like, wow, this is wild. And then pull the covers right back over myself and go back to sleep. because That's the only other option at that point. And then we transition into uh, Burkhoff at Division. So the total shift here is a bit odd for me. Um, but in hindsight, not really, because the Nikita and Jill scene was humorous. I guess I yeah. just don't expect humor to come from division. Yeah. I think that's more what it is because yeah. Michael this and was Percy great. are talking, right? Yeah. And here comes Burkoff because Michael and Percy are talking. They're like, oh, maybe she, like, no. And it's great because Michael, once again, is defending the recruits because Percy's like, I think we have a mole. And Michael's immediately, immediately defensive. Like, hey, before we blame a mole, how about we see if we have like, an information leak, like maybe there's a hack in the system. And here comes Burkoff to properly incriminate himself with his cockiness, which just sums up Burkoff so well. Sitting there like, oh, there's no way anyone could get into my amazing system. This is proprietary. Only person who could break into my system is me. And the look they give Burkoff was just A plus, like, oh, oh, he done messed up that. And it was perfect. <laughs> and when they send Burkoff to Amanda, and it's like, don't worry, I'll tell her what's going on. And I just love the fear of sitting down with Amanda. And even though you just literally sit down and she's pouring you a glass of water, you just know you're like, oh, shit. You messed up. Absolutely. 100%. If they have to call Amanda on you, you are living your life wrong. Yeah. Guaranteed. So, So they do. That's what ends up happening. Percy, excuse me, Burkhoff gets taken off to uh to go meet his maker basically and then we transition into nikita and jill walking through this office and you know what i would watch this show i would watch this show of nikita and jill being office mates you know (laughs) i was thinking the same thing and it's just like oh look at nikita being a badass spy. you always remember the badass part you tend to forget the spy part yeah like just the bavarian fire drill walking their way through this office building and just everybody's just oh, yeah, politely chatting, you know, they got their salads and everything, and you know. So this is the parallel I drew between CW Nikita and LFN. Because here's CW Nikita talking about some dude who won't leave her alone. And when she's like, I can't even hear his voice without picturing his face. I just don't want to deal with him. And I was like, there we go. There's the there parallel. There it is. There dude, it is. Same dude causing the same problems decade just later. everywhere. That guy is persistent. Probably every straight woman knows that guy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we have our, our, our parallel, our, our additional parallel after, you know, Jill and Simone. Yeah. Um, so they reach, they go into this office, this random office, and poor Jill, she's like, well, I'm just going to, like, actually eat my lunch because... I get nervous. I get hungry when I get nervous. Nikita <laughs> looks at her like, are you serious right now? Like, what are you doing? Your life is in danger. We're in the middle of an op. <laughs> and you're actually going to eat the food? Because Nikita is a spy assassin. Poor Jill, she's just a reporter. And a freelance yeah. one at that. That <laughs> I was like, that totally makes sense. Where you just don't even understand. Like, I don't even, like, and I totally see where Joe's coming from because what's really happening is Nikita's like got a whole op planned out in her head and knows exactly what she's doing. Jill just woke up from being drugged and was like, we got to go. And she's like, okay. 
Like right. she's still trying, like she's still <laughs> barely waking up. She's still trying to finish her cup of coffee. And next thing she knows, she's like, I'm in the middle of a spy op, like in, in the office. Like, you know, like I don't know what to do. I would just eat my salad too. I'd be like, I don't know. No dressing either, but you know, that's I mean, fine. That's how yeah. some people like to eat their salads. I heard a, I heard salad referred to to go salad referred to as a box of lettuce the other day. And I was like, that is the saddest phrase that I have ever heard. It was like, yeah, and she was eating her box of lettuce. It's like that is yeah, yeah. Like I feel like you need to reach out to that person and help them in life or something. So they're waiting for a call from Jill's contact. Yeah. Oh, Jill's contact. I have a oh, lot yeah. of thoughts about him yeah. later gonna, on. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that idiot. So he calls them up and you know he's trying to uh figure out how to get them this video. And Nikita figures out how to get him to tell her what the hell is on the video. We all yeah. need to know. So Buddy was out in the woods and saw the plane crash, but the plane didn't have people on it. It had a metric ton of cocaine. Four metric tons of cocaine. <laughs> Four, Four metric, metric tons cocaine. of cocaine. Yeah. Which clearly was too much because it weighed yeah. the plane down, and that's why you yeah. crashed. Like, greed is something else. Yo, I was like, isn't there numbers, like, really basic, like, numbers for this math? Like, right. how much can this plane carry? Not four tons. Like... You know? Like, so that's why the plane crashed, and there was division there to clean up the mess because yeah. the airline guy uh, is trying to, you know, supplement his income. Yeah. You know, Which I thought that was so interesting to be watching that right now because mm. the whole premise was that an airline is struggling and trying to like you know make it, and I was like, "Ooh, there's probably some airlines watching this right now." Like, huh? Maybe because airlines are empty as hell right now. So I'm I like, know that's right. I know all the people I know who work at an airport are just showing up at the airport. <laughs> there's Wait no actual. Time. Yeah, basically, they're just looking at each other in the airport. So then we get to uh, the interrogation. Oh, forgot the part where Michael figures out that Nikita is at this office doing one or two things because, you know, they're tracking the phone. So he he knows Nikita's a a spy genius. And he's like, if this phone is suddenly back on and we know that, you know, Nikita has her, it's only one or two things happening right now. Either she's waiting for a call so that she can get something or it's a trap for us that's it you know so they show up to the building and uh, you know it's just why they should michael should have just got back in the car really yeah but like i do respect the fact that it explains why they were in a building and it's like oh yeah it pings at this location and it's a 50-story building. Right. And you're like, and so Michael's like, this is a great place to have done it. And you're like, of course it is, because it's the goddamn Nikita. So yeah. I'm like, go ahead, search these 50 floors and try and find me. Yeah. And you know, you like, actually I think he did get back in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because he looked at it and he was like, he's like, oh, this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, let's not even waste our time. We'll find another plan. We'll figure, we'll figure something out. Then we go back to um section one where Burkhoff is having his nice little meeting. With our friend Amanda. And has the most important life lesson ever, which Oof. is don't talk off to your, don't mouth off to your interrogator. Listen, <laughs> don't poke the bear, dude. Don't poke the bear. I was like, so he's talking to Amanda 
And Amanda's, they're all trying to figure out, like, are you a mole? What is going on with Burkhoff? Are you a mole? Because ever since you got back with Nik- from Nikita kidnapping you, she's been too many steps ahead of us. So maybe you turned. And why on earth Burkhoff would think to turn that around on Amanda and be like, actually, it's you who failed. <laughs> Which is actually a valid point. Like when you when you, you said keep it, that was, shit to yeah. yourself, yeah. <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> oh no, I totally agree. But when he said it, I was like, that is a really good point. Like you were supposed to be the psychiatrist who like knew her mindset, and you had no idea she was about to get y'all. Like no idea. It's like that really was your failing, Amanda. And but yeah, as you said, you keep that shit to yourself because if not, then you get a full cavity search. Mm. and she gave it to you with a smile with a a yes as amanda does a lot of cruel things with a smile that's how you know she means it um so she sends burkoff off to get like an mri and you know his cavity search and whatever burkoff is in his feelings about it as he should be as he should be and then we end up going to I have it here. I have it in my notes written down as Club Assassin. Um, and I mean the Mickey Mouse Club because yeah. you have uh, yeah. they're, like babies. Are, they're babies. You have Jaden yeah. and Alex and Tom. Uh, yeah. hanging if those out. are my assassins, you know how they'd end up getting me? Because I'd end up falling on the floor laughing and they shoot me while I'm laughing at them. I'm yeah. like, did you, did you really just cast the original CW like like high school drama to come and shoot me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> because Michael and Percy have decided to give them this op, but treat it like a, a training exercise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They so get, they uh, go in there. Yeah. So they get all of Jill's apartment, all of her stuff, bring it in. And Michael brings up the very valid point. It's like, hey, we're on a time crunch. We don't have enough time or enough agents to go through all this stuff quickly. Let's give it to these recruits and have them sort it. And so Michael's initial idea was to just fill him in on the whole idea. Percy nixes that. He's like, hey, I don't need these guys getting in their feelings. And this is, goes back, harkens back to what you said, which is where you understand that the vision is clearly the bad guy in this episode. Because Percy's reason for not letting the recruits know what's going on is he doesn't want to create another Nikita when they realize that the person they're searching for is a good person. Right. And those are his exact words. And you just like, Oh, okay. Yes. You know, you're the bad guy. Perfect. Like Percy says, I don't have time for these moral equivocations today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We got cocaine to clean up. I got checks to cash. Like I have time to deal with these children. So Nikita, excuse me, Alex, uh, Jaden and Tom are all on the same team because Tom has decided that they all need to work together and that's how they're all going to get through this. I mean, he's not wrong. I'm just annoyed yeah, no, by he, him. Yeah, I, I have it in there. I have it as Tom decides to be a super save a hoe in yeah. my notes. Because while he is exactly right, yeah. that Nikita, I mean, uh, Alex and Jaden are going to get themselves shot in the face with their behavior. And he's like, damn, you know, I've only got two friends here. The only two people who put up with my fucking ass. I need them to live. And he is exactly right. But you are exactly right. He is so obnoxious. And you're like, God. Can someone just piss the witness dude for a few minutes? Coming. Get him right. It'll yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're working the case, and Alex, you know, she figures it all out, of course, because she's been trained for this. 
So she puts it all together and she's like, oh, okay, I got it. It's in Virginia. It's this, that, and the other. They call Michael in and she tells Michael his theory. Jaden just doesn't want like Alex to be right. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I was thinking about that too, where like Tom's like, hey, let's figure this all out. Like you look like you pretty good. Let's figure out the rest of it. And Jane just calls Michael over. And I was like, so if she gets it wrong, you know you get shot too, right? Like, this is a group project. Right. It's Everybody gets working it in groups. Yeah. This like, is like this is this is college. Yeah. <laughs> like Jaden is totally willing to get everyone shot in the face because she doesn't like you. Or like, rather, you it's shot. rather it's high school. It's high school. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, college was like that. I've I've got some friends who literally had a perfect score in college except for one B for the one group project early on where her group decided halfway through like the first part of the project they weren't going to do their part and just showed up the day of just with nothing mm. and she was like what mm. and then she had to do the rest of the project by herself but like literally had a perfect gpa in college except for the one group project where her group decided we don't feel like doing it see and, that's like, how murders happen <laughs> that's how the, that sounds like an episode of law and order in <laughs> the making you know, you get some That's like super type A student yep. and you go and mess up their perfect GPA. Yep. That is Thanks. a real story. I still know this person. They are still a type A and have an excellent job. Like they made it, but like, like it was a whole semester of a Only lot by of by the grace of God that they did not commit a murder yep. uh, for retribution. So <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, high school slash college, someone's always messed up a group project. And of course in this, it's Jay. Yep. God. Which makes sense for her character. So yeah. <laughs> Michael comes over. Even though her over. character doesn't make sense. Right, right. Michael comes over. He's like, good job, Alex. And he takes Alex back into uh, the operations room. Yeah. And she's now working with, with Burkhoff and like trying to cozy up to him in a completely different way. But the, the outcome is basically the same, right? From Nikita yeah. in LFN where she's cozying up to Buddy by trying to, like, fake flirt with him. Alex is cozying up to Burkhoff by being like, oh, wow, you're super smart. Stoking that ego. <laughs> and Burkhoff is all for it, like, preening under that attention. Yes, exactly. And so while he's doing that, and they're finding out where Jill met with um, her stupid uh, source that yeah. we will meet soon, Alex is figuring out how to help Nikita during all of this, right? I mean, I might have jumped the gun a little bit. So yeah. she's, she helps them figure out where Jill could be right now. Yeah. Right? Well, no, not right now. What she helps, she helps them figure out how they can identify the source by backtracking information, which is they find out that she went to a movie to meet with this guy in Virginia. And since they have the chicken stubs, they know where they were sitting. And then they use the, uh, what was it, the night vision cameras that are in movie theaters to keep people from uh, bootlegging stuff. And that's when Alex realizes this is a real op. Right. And it's not a training. And she realizes, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just helped them find Nikita. Yep. Oh, shit. So Michael, at that point, he's like, you did a great job. And he says, gold star. Yep. And I was like, oh. Oh, I see what you did there, CW Nikita. You know, so of course yeah. that's a call back to earlier in the episode where Nikita said that to Alex. Oh. And it makes me think about, you know, obviously 
Michael is who trained Nikita. Yep. And how much of her teaching style has come from Michael. And that she's just basically, it's like a generational line of assassins, basically, (laughs) a family of assassins that they have created. That's pretty much what season three is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Essentially. So then Division goes off to find Nikita and Jill. (sighs) Nikita and Jill. I would watch their show together. It's once they get, once they get this, this storage dude becomes a problem. But Nikita and Jill, I would watch their show. Like my side wasn't for Nikita and Jill. It was for the source. Okay. But before we get to the source, <laughs> before we get to the source, we have Nikita and Jill at the diner. Yes. And I just gotta say that Nikita is normally really good. But seeing the cops and then immediately trying to walk out of the diner past the cops, I was like, Nikita, I need you to get your spy sense like all together. Cause like here you are with a wanted murderer and you gonna walk directly past the cops, like, brushing shoulders with him, and you're surprised, like, oh, that cop totally recognized. I was like, you... I don't know where else... I don't know where else she could have... There's only one... There's only that one door, unless you would want to go out, like, the emergency exit. that's not what I was saying. Just let the cops sit down, because the cops aren't in there looking for them. The cops are in there, like, about to buy some food. Let those dudes go sit at their table. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna play a devil's advocate here and say that... I think it's more important that Nikita is standing up to be able to deal with the problem versus they sit down or they are walking to their table and then see her. Because she, the way they were sitting, if they're walking to the table, they're going to look dead in her face the way that restaurant was set up. There's no way, there was no way for them to not see Nikita. Whichever way they went, if she had been sitting where Jill was sitting, yes. Yeah. But the other way, there's no way for them to not see Nikita if they're walking into that restaurant. So I don't well, know. I'm willing to let that. I'm willing to okay. let that one I'm slide. Just, <laughs> I, I, I'll let you go, but no, I'm, we'll just move past. <laughs> agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's then they leave from there. They beat up the cops. God, poor cops. Always just looking silly. Like, Nikita not only beats him up, but then we cut back to the vision, and the vision finds out they ran into Nikita, and Nikita got away, and they're like, oh, damn amateurs. And I was like, man, just just hurting the cops, just, just shitting all over them. Like, they, they poor, poor guys, they were not yeah. even, they were just trying yeah. to get some food. Yeah, like, they were They like, didn't come in there for a fight, like. <laughs> like, definitely not a fight against a world-class assassin and, and spy. You'd be like. I was just trying to get a slice of pie. Like, right. Some coffee. Like it's the late shift, you know? So then they finally end up at the house of the source. This guy. I hate this guy. This kid is an idiot. Yeah. A full on yeah. idiot. Yeah. So the smart thing that he does is when he first sees them, he tries to run because he doesn't yeah. know who they are. That's yeah. fine. He knows that according to the news that this lady shot an editor and then Here's Nikita, whatever. So it makes sense at, at that part. But then yeah. once they sit him down and they explain the situation to him. Yeah. And, his, <laughs> the, and the situ- most importantly, the situation that they explain to him goes perfectly along with the video he captured. It's not like they just made this stuff up whole cloth. Like the stuff they're telling him goes perfectly along with the information he acquired on his own. Right. 
And so, yes, then we get to him deciding and like, you know what? I hate life. I'm just going to be stupid to the end. And yes. the end is real clear. Yes. Like, because um, Alex is still in ops, like, you know, being nice to Burkhoff. So Burke and, and she's like put his energy drink right next to the computer so that he could spill it. And while he's taking care of that, Alex is low key calling local law enforcement to yeah. the location. Dave and, Dave and her homegirl, Dave and yep. her mentor. Yep. But before we even get to that, so of course they figure out because, hey, you know, Alex already slipped, accidentally gave the information. They're able to find out who this dude is and where he lives at. So here's the vision showing up at his house. So here's the key to be like, hey, those are the bad guys. We need to hide. And here comes dumbass, like, oh, is it the feds? And runs right out into some books. Right well, into his well, That's what he deserves. Yeah, like that was. That's, that's what this guy deserves. I mean, goodbye. That's all yeah. I can say for him. Like, because yeah. it makes 100%, his actions make 100% no sense yeah. at all. Like, like you clearly have video, as you said, of the bad guys. Yep. Here come the other people. They haven't killed you. But they're just, right? just the exact like no, the same. No, I mean out- Nikita and Jill. They're just oh, sitting yeah. down talking to you. And you yeah. see them uploading your video to the public yeah. so that the public can see the video. And most importantly, all of a sudden, all of your communications get blocked. Yes. The police don't stop you from being able to call 911. The feds are like, oh, no, we don't want them to be able to call 911, block the phones. You know who doesn't want you to be able to call 911? Bad guys. The bad guys. So he goes out and gets some bad guy bullets right in his chest. And they pick his little body up and carry him away. <laughs> like, <laughs> very quickly. They're like, they pay no service to this dude at all. He goes, what an idiot. <laughs> so then, you know, the cops, the cops show up and Michael is like, god damn it. Like, (laughs) who called the police, you know? Um, The problem, of course, now is that they can't go in guns blazing like they were going to. We have a different scenario now. And Nikita tells Jill, just go out there. They're not just going to shoot you like that with the police out there. I thought this was a very good scene because it talks about and sets a very realistic limit for what Division can do. Because obviously Jill's like, didn't you just say they control the police? She's like, no. They control the information the police get, but they don't control trigger fingers. Right. So it's like, yes, they might think you're a murderer, but if you come out with your hands up, they're just going to do what police do. Put your handcuffs, take you to jail. Like, they, you know, they'll, yeah. then they'll do that investigation. But, you know, the information division can plant into their system is different. But a cop on the street, just do it on the street, no matter how yeah. it goes down. Yeah. And I thought that's a very realistic limitation that's very good for, like, what division can and can't do. And I always like that, where you set a very clear limitation on what even the bad guys can do, because it makes the story a little more intense. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I thought you that have was a very nice good. boundary of their powers yeah. here. Yeah. So Jill goes out with her hands up, and Nikita and Jill is worried about her new best friend yeah. Nikita. At the day, you know, they shared a couple of meals together and everything. Um, and Nikita's like, "Well, they'll have to take half of the team with you." Yeah. So I only have I'll, to deal with half of them. It's that's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, fine. <laughs> so Jill goes out, you know, they arrest her. Michael sends half of the team off with the cops to follow Jill. And now Michael and his team, it's only three of these guys. It's not yeah, enough. Which, yeah, I was like, that was already your first mistake. Like, you should have been like, yo, let's set up a perimeter around the house, call in like 15 more dudes. There's Nikita in the house. We don't got enough people right now. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. So they go into the house. I think Nikita kills one of them immediately. Yeah. Right? Like, as soon as, like, as soon as they're walking through, one dude just is on the ground. And they're like, and you see Michael and the other dude like, shit. Like, we ain't even make it all the way through the door yet. Meanwhile, Nikita's voice is through the house. Um, talking, talking trash. Talking trash. That's exactly what she's doing. Talking trash. And then one of the one of the guys left. He thinks he's located Nikita. And he shoots up the closet that he thinks Nikita is in. And Michael is behind him. And yes. this little moment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because I was like, Michael's going to shoot him in the back of the head. And it, like, he doesn't. But like for a split second, you could see that like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he was, for a brief moment, deeply in his feelings at the thought that Nikita could be dead. They open the door, and it's a speaker. While they are opening the door, Nikita flies down from the top of the stairs behind them, like she's a superhero. And she is. Yes, she is. And grabs Michael, which is really funny that she grabs him from, like, Nikita is four foot twelve. Like... (laughs) The idea that she grabs Michael from behind, I wonder if she was standing on a box because like, it doesn't make sense. What, what, yeah. what, I, what my eyes saw doesn't make sense with how their heights work. But she grabs Michael and has a gun to his head and other, but other guy like turns around. And what I love here is that yeah. Nikita says to Michael, tell him to drop it or else I will shoot him. Not you. Like, this is yes, not which, usually how this scenario yes, goes. That's, that's what I was going to say. Is I love that Michael literally looks at dudes like, she's not going to hurt me. And right. Nikita's like, shit. Because everybody <laughs> in that room knew for a fact that, no, Nikita's not going to hurt Michael. And I love it because in all these other scenes, you have all these scenes where Michael's got Nikita at gunpoint. And Nikita's will be sitting there like fucking nana, nana, nana. And she also knows Michael ain't going to shoot her. Yeah. Like, and so I love that, that reversal where Michael's like, you ain't the only one who can play this. I know the truth too. Right. But yeah. Michael ends up getting his coworker killed because yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like that dude ain't you, Michael. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he doesn't give him the right message. Yeah. And Nikita does what she said she was going to do. And she shoots that man dead in his chest. And then <laughs> Michael and Nikita have a full on brawl. Yo, inside of this place yes it was great choreography i I had to watch this scene a couple of times yes because like it also just goes to show that one michael is also a badass motherfucker and he can fuck with nikita on that level rest of the vision they need to you know michael need to finish training them up because they're not there yet but the fact that michael and nikita go for this full-on brawl and then how it ends Mm. like like the fact that he's got nikita in a straight arm bar and he's giving her this whole talk about like, you know, why are you doing this to yourself, putting yourself through all of this? And Nikita's response, you don't know how much pain I can endure. And then she dislocates her shoulder. And I was like, I've done that. Did you know? I've done that. Had to have the surgery and everything. Yeah, no, I would have been useless right then. Like, <laughs> and she dislocates it and whoops him and then walks out because she's the most badass mother- on television consistently. Like, yes. I mean, like, I'm cringing now. Even I'm not watching it and I'm still cringing about it. And I love what this says, what that line says about her character. The amount of pain, like you don't know the pain that I can endure. Like the amount of pain coming Nikita's way over the next four seasons is quite significant. 
Yeah. And we don't well, even really like at this point in the show, you don't know that. You yeah. just think it's just like a fun spy show, you know, Almost, and look at yeah. Nikita and Michael and they're kind of got a thing and cute little Alex is inside, you know, like it's still kind of fun. And the show always has an air of like fun to it in that it's an action adventure show, right? Yeah. But things get very serious on this show and Nikita does have to bear a very heavy, heavy burden throughout yeah. this throughout this yeah. series. And I, what has impressed me a lot about doing the rewatch of this Nikita is seeing how early all of the seeds were planted. And it's really interesting when you don't realize the writing is doing the work. Yeah. Until you rewatch it and you see that, wow, they really were planting these seeds deep for, se- for seasons later. And of course, that doesn't mean that they were like deliberately doing it, but the... but they recognize how to do the proper callback, like right. to reanalyze their early seasons and see what they can play off of, and like that in and of itself is also good. Like the, the ability to, you know, even if you are doing it on the fly, but doing it on the fly and still doing the work and analyzing what you already have and the story what you got and see how you can develop it and keep it where it makes sense. Because you understand the character. That's the real work, is that they're taking the time to understand who these characters are so that later on in seasons two, three, and four, the things that they do, are they still make sense for the people we met in the first three episodes of season one. Even though they change, right? They, They change not because they're different people, but because experience changes them. Yeah. But who they are at the core is still the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. I love these shows. I love them too much. Maybe. So, <laughs> we did talk past one point, which is we forgot to mention what happens with Burkhoff. Oh, that's because, right. Yeah. So after he goes off to get his MRI and to have his brain scanned for his lie detector test with uh, Amanda after his cavity search, comes back. And right before Michael's going to go off on his mission to go find Nikita, Percy's like, hey, we found the mole. They go into the room, and they look, and there's Burkhoff. And Michael's like, you're the mole? And Burkhoff obviously has to be a smart ass, and he's like, no, idiot, it's my molar. And there's the truth. And episode one, when Nikita captured him, now you found the reason. Because she planted a wireless transceiver in his tooth after she pistol whipped him in the face. Yep. And, and used the pistol whip to cover up the pain of having a of, of, Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, she, she's playing chess. They yeah. still don't, they're still not sure what game they're playing, <laughs> but Nikita's playing chess and she's so many moves ahead yeah. of them. Although, what I do have to say, like, why didn't you use that transceiver? Like, Because it's just a plant to cover yeah. for Alex. Yeah, but like, I like redundancy. I'll be like, yeah, totally use that transceiver. But I get why you didn't because maybe they would have picked it up earlier. And so this way, they're like, oh, we don't know. Maybe it sends burst transmissions. We haven't caught him or something like that. How long is it record? So it makes sense. But I was like, yeah, I would still use it. But I do, just like you said, like, I love the level of the game that Nikita's playing. Like, these dudes are, like, they don't even know. They don't even know what game they're already lo- losing at. Like, they think they're about to start the game. You'd be like, yo, you already lost. Like, yeah. And yeah. So I do love that. And I do love the, the forethought to show that. Like I said, we always see how badass Nikita is. But then just like that scene where she goes in with Jill into the building, sitting there 
showing her acting chops and laughing. And now you get this, she'd be like, oh no, she's not just a badass. She is all around, or at least she was the all around best agent division had. Right. And that's not that's just why she heads. was able yeah. to break out the yeah. first, the first yeah. one and the last. Yeah. And so it's like, and just the idea that it's not just busting heads that she's good at. Like she is better than all of you at all the levels of this. Yeah. And you guys don't even know. Then it transitions into the Mickey Mouse Club where Alex, uh, and this is where we end the episode, yeah. right? Alex and Jaden, um, no, Tom. Alex walks down the hallway and Tom is sitting outside her door. And he's like, here's a CD player. I think it's a CD player because they yeah. don't allow hard drives, right? Yeah. And it's actually a very sweet thing that he's doing for her. And then Alex says something that is really kind of heartbreaking. She's like, I don't know the last time I heard music. Yeah. God. I mean, yikes. I can't imagine. I don't even, I don't have no idea how long Alex has been in there. But yeah. also thinking about Alex's time before yeah. she was in there. I don't, I'm, I'm not so certain that doesn't include that time for her to just sit down and listen to some music. Because, like, think about it. Like, even the scene where she ends up coming into contact with Nikita, like, what did she do to get that money to buy them drugs that they tried to game her with? Like, mm. she's not turning tricks, but, like, she obviously ain't, like, a hardcore thug, so right. she must be really hustling. And, right. like, you know, if you're on your hustle, wouldn't you got time to sit down and, like, chill out, listen to some music? Something that I love, um, that's where the episode ends, right? I think we just get the last little bit where you find out how Division avoids blame, which is they blame it on um, uh, the drug cartel. Oh, right, 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 right. They're and like, you, it's the CEO. It's his fault. Yeah. And then you get one last interaction between Jill and Nikita, which I thought was adorable and funny. Yes, because yeah. Jill thinks that she's going to outspy Nikita and yeah, get a did. recording of Nikita admitting that she was worked for a secret government organization and blah, blah, blah. No, girl. That's yeah. not going to work. Once again, Nikita is playing a whole different game. And so they hug, and then Nikita just pops up holding, like, Jill's tape recorder, and then she steps on it again, just like she did the phone. And Looking like means. a badass. Looking yeah. like a badass. I love and it. she steps on, steps on it with her heels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what I wanted to say about Alex as, like, a sort of finishing thing is what I really appreciate is that the show never forgets Alex's origin story. Yeah. As far as her being an addict before they, before she went into the vision and what that particular life was like for her and that her addiction pops up again throughout the show. And it's yeah. something that she struggles with. And I appreciate that because, you know, sobriety is not um, like a, a one and done thing. Yeah, it's like from what, from what I understand, like it's something that you have to deal with for the entirety of your life. So I, I yeah. kind of like that they uh, continue to deal with that for her. What did you, how, how are your feelings about these two shows as they go along their pace here? So... Yeah, like it kind of circles back to what I was saying is that this was a little different because of all of the characters that has to follow. So this one didn't do as much to really move the plot forward. But I think you summed it up well where it 
a better episode to give you a better understanding of the vision, which means it's a little more world building, which mm-hmm. I always feel like world building is a totally valid episode choice, like to really set what's going on. And so now you really understand just like the vision's a bad guy. And like, not just with what they were doing, which is helping this guy move drugs, but also just Percy's line about, we don't need these recruits having any moral dilemmas right now, just to really cement that no matter what division might've started as, what we're dealing with now, Nikita's right. These are the bad guys and they need to be stopped. And I think that's pretty important because it really sets the moral dilemma that you might have. Like, you know, if Nikita has to take like, you know, a more serious step, you understand why she's doing it. And I feel like that's important for this episode. But, you know, not much more than that. Like, you know, this is still a little more filler episode than um, what we got from OG Nikita. And it's, it really cements the differences in the two Nikitas and that one is working for an agency that really is trying to stop bad guys. Yeah. And one has been working for an agency that has gone completely off the rails. And as Michael said in the previous episode, he was like, five years ago, we would have been killing these bad guys. You know, and Nikita has only been at Division for six years. Yeah. And, you know, the first few years of that must have been training. Yeah. So Nikita doesn't actually know Division to be doing the good work. Yeah. As far as what a black, you know, black ops organization would be doing, you know. So she has she doesn't know that life. So everything that she has done for them has been on the wrong side, basically. Whereas OG Nikita is ostensibly, as far as we know, working for an organization that is doing the good work. work. And that changes completely who these two women are able to be within the scope of their their storylines. Yeah. But all in all, enjoyed both. Still very much enjoying this rewatch. And can't wait to do episodes number four for each. Ooh, I'm excited. So that'll be next week again uh if you want to be a part of the episode hit us up on instagram it is at lafemme versus nikita drop your questions or your comments into our dms and you know we'll read the questions and stuff on the show and we can make this a, a conversation between all of us out here who love lfn and all of its versions so thank you guys for listening see you next week bye bye